2: What is up, everyone? It is Monday. It is September, it is the 5th of September. I'm not Stevie TPFL. He is currently out doing some NASCAR stuff. He will be back tomorrow, but I'm Turt Ferguson, and this is the morning grind. We got a nice little six game baseball slate, just a few slates left until football season finally comes up. Excited for that, but we still got baseball to go to. I'm joined by the great. Chief Justice 06, Will Priester, how are you doing there, buddy? I'm doing good,
3: man. In fact, this is something we didn't talk about pre-show, but I do want to join you in this great adventure this season. I think I want to go to the betting championship. Like, now that I've – I don't want to say converted, but I've been more into that side of the the uh, the sport. I think that's what I want to do this year. Um. Are they going to have it this year? And because last year they had it, obviously you crushed. That's no secret. But when when was it? By, by It
2: was early November. It was the first weekend okay. in November. I don't know if they're going to have it this year. I think they're still talking about it. Um, I really hope they have it because I'd obviously like to actually win it this year instead of coming in lowly third place. But, <laughs> yeah, no, it was a great event last season. I mean, the fact that it was a free roll made it even more fun. But, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, hopefully they have it. The, if they have it this year, I'm 100 I'm doing okay. it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. know. hopefully they have it this year. We'll see. If not, DraftKings, some other sports should definitely do it because it's a real neat event. But yeah. we got baseball to talk about. We got an int- We got a lot of obvious pitchers here. I was looking at the early slate. And I'm like, you have a lot. You don't have like any good pitchers. This uh, the main slate, which is what we're doing, starting at. 640 Eastern time, a little bit earlier than normal. We've got some good pitching spots here. So let's just get right into it. Starting off with the uh Diamondbacks going up against San Diego. We got Blake Snell going up against Ryan Nelson. Uh, do we have a to? I don't think this is the only game we don't have a total for because it looks like it's going to be Nelson getting called up from triple A. So let's just start off here with Nelson sitting at 5K. His triple A numbers were not good this year. Um don't know if he's fully major league ready. Do you have any interest in Nelson? Negative. Yeah, yeah, no, the guy had 5.5 x XFIP in AAA. He did do all right in A last season, but probably is not fully major league ready. Did some, show some strikeout stuff in Double A and single A, but it hasn't come together in AAA. And I don't expect it to come together here in San Diego. So I'm full on staying away from him. Even at 5K, there's another cheap pitcher that we'll get to quick enough. Um, On the other side, Blake Snell going up against a team in Arizona that has a lot of lefties in it. Blake Snell has been pretty up and down recently. It seems like he's either getting 30 or one or two. Um, (laughs) Yeah, not really anything in between. He's either getting blown up or absolutely crushing. And against the Diamondbacks, I'd assume crushing. uh, Do you like him up at 10.2K?
3: Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, he – the thing about blake snell is we just want him to not implode he's going to get the strikeouts like that's that's the thing i think we like about him at 102 if, if i had to choose between him and and uh and mckenzie at 107 i think i'm still going to side with blake snell i know mckenzie probably has a slightly easier matchup and i i, I do mean slightly but i definitely think blake snell has more strikeout upside on a regular basis if I got to choose between the two big dogs, it's for
2: sure uh, Blake Snell. Yeah, I'm probably there with you, but I might actually end up going with some cheaper guys, but we'll get to that soon. Uh, Arizona bats, I mean, it's a small enough slate where you can hope for the bad Blake Snell that like gets just blown up and you can full stack your, but you're either full stacking or fading. Like Catel Marte, Christian Walker can both take him yard. He can get wild and you can throw in some other cheap bats if you want to. Paying for McKenzie instead of Snell, but this is a full on stacker space, fade spot. And I'm leaning more towards fading these Diamondback backs. What about you?
3: Yeah, I think I am fading. They're not, and hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. I don't feel like they're cheap enough as a stack against a, a good strikeout pitcher to warrant me, you know, full stacking them. Like, for instance, if Christian Walker was down in that 3,200 range where he's been, you know, if Keitel Marte was four K thirty eight. Like I'd probably have a little bit more interest. Josh Rojas is forty nine hundred. I I don't think I'm playing Arizona today.
2: Yeah, yeah. The San Diego side of things though, it's going to be high eighties over in San Diego. Nelson is most likely not major league ready, and he's making his first start. You can pay down for pitching. I mean, the San Diego Padres probably will be the chalk of the slate. And I don't care. I'm probably eating that. I mean, Machado's been on an absolute tear recently, just been crushing it. And, I mean, the rest of the lineup, solid bats all the way up and down. Outside of Machado and Soto, no one's really too expensive. I mean, the Padres, probably my favorite stack on the slate.
3: Yeah, and and the thing about Soto is he hasn't even – he's not even hot yet. Like, he's just average to bad right now. And and I think, you know, obviously – you know, considering his his cachet, if you will. The hits are going to come. Uh, and like I say, a guy may be playing bad, but if you just keep taking him in the right matchup, eventually he's going to turn the corner. I think this is a good spot. Soto's 5,600. You got Josh Bell at 47. You talked about them not really being uh, expensive overall. Uh, and a part of that, Jake were 3,900 in this spot. I I'm with you. Padres are probably going to be about as close to chalk as we get. I, I don't care. Um, I, I like that. I mean, I like the, uh, the Padres here.
2: Yep. Yep. They're going to, they are going to crush Nelson tomorrow. Uh, moving on to the next game. we got the white Sox going up against my Seattle Mariners, who are currently number one in the wild card race. Gosh, I just...
3: they've been playing well though. They really have.
2: Oh, they got a great squad in there. They've been playing fantastic recently. I've, I have a whole lot of futures. I got them at 150 to one to win the World Series like Ooh. several months ago. And yeah. Um, uh, I mean,
3: at those odds, you got to take it. Like what? You take it.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're uh, like 30 to one now. But yeah, don't get ahead of myself too much. I'm just looking forward to actually seeing them in the playoffs for the first time in my entire baseball watching history. The last time they made the playoffs was a year before I started watching baseball. So you guys can figure that out, but we got Lance Lynn going up against Marco Gonzalez. Um, We'll start off with Lance Lynn 7,900. This guy is was super unlucky for the first few starts of the season, just getting very unlucky over and over again, has pitched well recently, 7,900, even up against a hot Mariners team. That's, that's too cheap for I me. Mean, he's he's probably my number one pitcher on this slate.
3: Yeah, and I, I think I'm I'm right there with you at 7900. It's really the price. Like if he was nine k, he'd be considerable. Like it'd be like okay, well we probably can consider Lance Lynn at 7900. Such a big discount. Uh, I'm with you. I I definitely think he's at close to the top of the list. I mean, he's got just as much upside as Tristan McKenzie at ten seven.
2: Like, so I'm I'm really, he's just as good. Like looking at their numbers side by side, side by side, take out ERA. Lynn has been better. Like yeah, going off of XFIP. And a lot of that
3: is earlier this season when he was getting lit up because he was just, he had only pitched up what, two or three starts in in the minors. And then he just basically, they just basically say, Hey, here you go. Pitch major league baseball games. So I'm with you. I like Lynn at 7,900. I'm definitely in on that price.
2: Yeah, yeah. Plus his left-on-base percentage, sixty-seven percent comp- compared to eighty the last few years. Home run to fly ball, seventeen point six, which is always run a little bit high. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's just it's silly that they keep pricing like this. And Marco Gonzalez over on the other side, even though the White Sox have not been playing great. Gonzalez just doesn't strike out guys. He has to pretty much come out of this cleanly 6.8 K is too expensive for him against a white Sox team that may have been bad this season, but still have some potential bats. Marco Gonzalez, not going to get more than a few K's in this spot. I have no interest in him at all.
3: Yeah, man. And in fact, I'm probably, I have probably got a fair amount of interest in the white Sox. I feel like they're a good pivot team despite their woes. I mean, you know, low K, Marco Gonzalez should have trouble in this spot. So I, I, I'm not playing Gonzalez. Love the white Sox.
2: Yeah. I mean, Marco Gonzalez seems to be a little bit of a magician each of the last three seasons, <laughs> four seasons. I think his ERA has been a full run below his VIP. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's got to change eventually, but even his ERA of seeing it for lefty going up against this white Sox teams, you can get, Abreu at 4.4k Jimenez at 4.2k Vaughn and Pollock sub 4k like it is a little bit interesting I don't think they'll be heavily owned White Sox currently are actually the dog in this one with a 7.5 over under in this one uh I think they could be a sneaky stack in this slate I think I'm with you um all these power bats and Elvis Andrus somehow hitting bombs over and over again I don't I don't know. Better checking
3: for PEDs.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was my thought when he hit the Grand Slam the other night. Like, he's at double digit home runs. How does that happen? He is getting old and hasn't done that for a while. Yeah. This is a super interesting stack. Um, Yeah.
3: Since the Texas days, I think.
2: Yeah. He had 26. We're going way back. We're going way.
3: What? I think Cecil was uh, not Cecil Fielder, was um, Prince Fielder. Yeah, Prince Fielder was still playing. I think he hit those
2: home runs. Yeah, it's been a while. Oh,
3: my gosh. Oh, man. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I like the White Sox here. Um, the thing is, they're so cheap. Like, you talk about Andrews. I'm not even really playing him for the home runs. i played him because he's 2,800 in the middle of a stack where no one is really 5K because uh, we don't think – I don't think Robert – I mean, Robert may play, but – even if he does like he's the only one that's 5k everybody else sub 5k i mean heck yasmani is 2900 like this is insane this whole team is so cheap man like you talked about a brave 44 jay 24 he'll probably um get some action today because they're facing the lefty I-, I really like the white Sox here they've been awful i agree but we've been podcast committed to the white Sox. you just have to keep playing them in these good spots eventually the runs will come even if they only come the one day we play them I, I like the white Sox.
2: yeah yeah right there with you and then on the seattle side i think i think it's just tough to play them lynn's been very good i mean my only real interest is probably in jesse winker and the big dumper cal raleigh um lynn been historically reverse splits this year no different uh 3.74 xfip against lefties 2.63 versus righties, been way better versus righties. Um, yeah, gives up some power, two left-handed bats. I I kind of like Cal Raleigh as a one-off. If you're trying to use a catcher one-off, Cal Raleigh can easily hit a home run.
3: Yeah, I definitely think that's the, the strategy here with Seattle, just one-offs. I don't want to stack them at all because Lynn. the thing about Lynn is he's, he's still going to get his strikeouts. Like if you look at even some of these bad games, he's still going to get the strikeout. So I, I like Lynn. I'm only in, in one-off mode with the
2: Mariners. Yep. All right. We're moving on to the next game, cruising right through Martin Perez going up against Brown Hunter Brown, uh, making his first career start. Let's start off with Martin Perez going up against you to Martin Perez is just a magician. And I do not understand Howie keeps playing well. He's gotten blown up a little bit recently, but actually had some decent starts in there. Just played, that, strangely enough, his last two bad games have been against Houston and against Houston. Uh, nine hits, five earned runs in the last outing versus Houston. Six hits, seven earned runs in the one before that. Um, Martin Perez, 8.1K going up against one of the best teams in the league. Any interest in him?
3: Yeah, no. I mean, right. Houston's starting to heat up as well. No, no surprise as they continue to get more healthy. Uh, and their, their, their lineup comes back to form, <laughs> they start playing better. I, I, I'm i not playing Martin Perez.
2: Yeah, and then on the other side, we have Hunter Brown making his first career start, sitting at 5,200. Looking at his minor league stats, this kid's good. This kid's very good. I mean, If I'm not mistaken,
3: he had a 31% K rate, didn't
2: he? 31% K rate. does struggle <laughs> a little bit with walks, but sitting at a 3.6 XFIP. I mean, he may not be great. He may not be fully major league ready. He may get a little wild, but he's 5.2K with a 31% K rate in the minors here. Clear mispricing. I I think he's probably, I think the Chalk's play is going to be Hunter Brown and Lance Lynn as your SP one and two. And that's what I plan on doing. So I'm hoping people just decide not to because Brown could put up a big outing here, especially for his price tag.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, and let me just say this too, Grant. Most of these young high high strikeout pitchers kind of have a similar profile until they figure it out. And some of them actually still don't figure it out. They just figure out how to get more strikeouts to keep the runs from coming in when they walk guys, like a la Blake Snell. Like Blake Snell is pretty much Hunter Brown before um, before he came. Blake Snell came up from AAA, had the strikeout stuff, was walking everybody, He's he still. It, and a a pretty high walk rate compared to some of the other elite arms, but he's just got the strikeout stuff. And so um, if Hunter Brown is anywhere near Blake Snell level, he's going to be a pretty good pitcher in the MLB as long as he doesn't get hurt and can fix the walks a little bit. I do expect him to probably walk two or three guys just from first, first uh, uh, big league jitters, if you will but I still think he's going to get strikeouts. Like a guy that's a 31% carry rate and can't strike anybody out. Like if you got that in triple A, you're close enough. Let's say his first year, he's at 25%. That's enough to strike out five or six Tex, uh, Rangers. If he's got, if he goes five innings or so. So I'm with you. I like Hunter Bryant at 5,200, as long as they're not, you know, saying he's going to be limited in any fashion. I'm in at 5,200 for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, that, that all depends on how much how many people are going to play him. We'll see. Um, Texas bats. So if if Brown comes in at like thirty some odd percent owned, which I could very much see on the slate, I could see going very heavy on Texas full stacks. I mean, this is a guy that does walk some guys. We've seen guys like Matt Manning come up to the majors and just complete inability to strike guys out after being good in the minors. I think I'm more on the uh, Brown train, but again, if he's going to be super heavily owned, I, I think this Texas stack, t- stacking the power bats just staying away from the trash bomb of the lineup might be the way to go.
3: Well, here's the thing. He's going to have trouble with Simeon and Seager no matter what. It's whether or not they don't hit the long ball. Like, they're probably either going to get – so here's how I view this. Simeon and Seager are either going to get walked or they're going to hit a single or double probably almost every at bat because he's got control issues, right? Yeah. I'm saying probably because they both got low K rates and they're not – you know, he's not going to really pitch around them too much. These other guys are who we think he's going to get the strikeout. So it's like, okay, it can Babbitt be in our favor enough with those two for him to strike out a couple with the rest of the lineup. Um, With that being said, Grant, I do have a personal rule of thumb. I do like Brown today. I I think this is a a good spot for him. I'm glad he's coming up. And I do actually want to watch him pitch this game. Like, I try to watch them pitch their first game just to kind of get a feel for what they're like, pitch stuff like that. Um, But I always stack against a pitcher with his first call-up. That's just my personal rule of thumb. Um, you know, I've it, done it with David Peterson, Lugo, Snell, you know, all these first-time call-ups. I do it against everybody because the jitters will get to them most often, at least for an inning, and I'm hoping to capitalize on that. So uh, I will be stacking Texas today, but only in a multi-entry fashion. Like, I'm not playing them a single entry or anything, but you're playing, you know, 50 to 100 lineups. Like, I think you get a few in there. But that's a personal rule that I have. I'll, I always stack against a guy in his first caller.
2: Yep. Just in yep. case. Yep, I I have the same rule. And on the other side, Houston. I mean, I, I've, I've kind of just sworn off stacking against Martin Perez. I don't hate I mean, obviously, Houston's one of the best lamps in the league, and they've absolutely been crushing Perez over the last two outings against them. So I'm not against it. I'm going to wait and see where ownership ends up dropping, but – I mean, you can pay up for them, like especially with Lynn and with Brown in there, or even just Brown in there. You can easily stack the Houston bats. Again, they've crushed him recently. You got Jordan, you got Altuve, you got Bregman, Tucker, Mancini. I don't even care that Yordan and Tucker are both lefty-lefty. Does not matter to me. Um, yeah, I think this is just a solid overall stack if it's going to come in at low ownership because of Martin Perez not really giving up a ton this season, but... It, Again, it's been up against Houston. What are your thoughts?
3: Yeah, if if no one else, man, Jose Jose Altuve is on one right now. Like, you know, I know he hasn't played like this all season. He's been consistent, but I'm saying like right now he's on one. Like every game, it's it's he's hitting. Like multi-hit games, singles, doubles, it's he's just on one right now, Grant. So I I, I for sure think Jose Altuve is probably one of the top second baseman on the slate today just generally speaking and then houston as a team uh i like them a lot just just period um i I think they're going to get to perez again so perez had two really good games against houston to start the year and now they're about to see him i think what three times in almost a month or something like it's really close to three times in like a month month and a half
2: three times and six starts
3: yeah i gotta think they're going to get to him Yet again, I mean, the last start he had, he gave up what was it, nine hits, I think. Start before that,
2: nine hits, five earned runs. Start yeah, before that, six hits, seven earned runs.
3: So, yeah, I gotta think he at least gives up six hits in this game. And those six hits, if they can turn in even four runs, like that, that's good enough for me. Especially if one of them comes via the long ball and they string together runs. Um, and that's really why you're playing Houston, which is crazy. You're not really playing them for all their power because they got Jordan and they've got uh, Tucker. But really, really, this is a team that's just going to hit. Altuve is going to hit a home run every game. He's going to hit singles and doubles and steal the base and get dri- driven in. That's why I think you play Houston. Really like them in this spot. Altuve, one of the top second baseman for me on the league.
2: Yep. Yep, right there with you. Uh, Moving on to the next game, we got Cleveland going up against the Royals. We have a seven and a half total here. Cleveland's slight favorite, McKenzie versus Singer. Let's start off with McKenzie. 10.7K. I I don't think I can do it on the slate. Uh, I mean, I'll wait and see where the ownership is. He's not the same strikeout pitcher he has been in the past. Um, At certain times, we've seen him put up a 33% K rate, but he's been much better this year overall. Like, The walks, the control has been there. It's kind of sacrificing, pitching more to contact than he has in the past. Um, Still been great recently. Just had a 40-point outing going up against the White Sox. Casey, not really the best lineup in the world right now. Um, Just lots of strikeouts there. 10.7K is just a lot for me. I think I prefer going with a bit of the cheaper route.
3: I'm definitely not playing McKenzie today for what it's worth. He's just – I think he's too expensive. At 10-7, it's kind of like what I was alluding to earlier. Um, he he doesn't have more strikeout upside than Blake Snell on a general basis. So there's no way I'm playing paying more for him, even though he's facing Kansas City. I don't care. 10-7 is too expensive, I think, on this slate. When I want to play San Diego and then I might want to play some Houston bats, who are expensive teams. Mix him in with the White Sox to achieve. We haven't even got to the Dodgers. I, I'm not playing Tristan McKenzie. And it's, it's not an indictment on him. I think he's too much for this league.
2: Yep. Right there with you. Brady Singer on the other side, sitting at 8.7K. Having a very solid season. My problem is his matchup. Cleveland just does not strike out. They put the ball in play. I just don't see a ton of upside here. He's fine. He's probably like the fifth best starter, fifth best play at pitcher on the slate, maybe sixth. But, I mean, I just don't see a massive amount of upside here.
3: Yeah, Brady Singer is one of those guys where I think he's more of a prop play today. And what I mean by that is maybe we get them to bump his prop down just a tad because they're afraid of Cleveland. And if it gets too low, you take the over on his K prop. You know what I mean? Like, if he comes in at five and a half, okay, I'd probably take the under. If he comes in at four and a half, which he probably just might. I probably take the over, just because I still think he's got enough to get around them. But I don't think he's a DFS play today. I think he's purely a prop play.
2: Yeah, and then on the Cleveland side of things, like J Ram's fine, but Singer, solid overall pitcher, above average strikeout rate pitcher, doesn't give up too much power, decent ground ball rate. I just, I, I don't, I don't see the need to play any of these Cleveland bats that are not likely to put up too many big runs. I mean it'd pretty much be J Ram and Naylor would be the only two guys that I've interested. I have interest in. I'd kind of want to target the power lefties.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's it. I, I'm not attacking Singer today. Um, so I'm with you
2: hundred percent And then the KC side, I mean McKenzie's been good. They're not cheap. I mean Wits sitting over 6K, Prez is staying at 5.1. I think he's fine. If I'm doing anything, I'm probably targeting the cheaper bats. Um, Prado, Massey, Taylor those guys that can still have the ball at the ballpark and are real cheap. I mean, McKenzie's been good this season. He's just giving up a decent amount of power, extreme, extreme fly ball pitcher. So if I want anything, I want the cheap power bats. If you want to throw in Perez or Witten there too, there's a chance to get a home run. But I think you're better off going with Prado and Massey and Taylor. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. Yep. Moving on to the next game, we got Detroit going up against the Angels. Going to be close to 100 degrees out there again today. It's a heat wave over in LA. We got Suarez going up against Alexander. Angels minus 180 favorite, eight and a half total because of the big weather. Um, Starting off with Alexander going up against the Angels. Alexander, not good. Angels outside of Trout and Otani, not good. I don't think I can play him at 5.6K with Brown being around the same price tag and Alexander just being a bad pitcher.
3: Yeah, I mean, bad pitcher meets high strikeout offense. I wonder what his K prop came out at Um, early. I I still don't know if I want to take it. Like, he'd probably have to be at two and a half for me to consider taking it. And that's probably where he is, Grant. I haven't looked at it. I'm assuming he's coming in at two and a half, I'm even against the Angels.
2: 3 I'm going three and a half. Um, three and a half? There's too many high strikeout guys in the lower end of this lineup. And, I mean, he's not yeah, going so to yeah, <laughs> he's, he's so not bad. Yeah, He's so bad.
3: Listen, if he's at two and a half, I'm probably going to over it. Three and a half, I'm, ugh, I'm probably just going to stay away. My point is, I, I can't play Alexander. I just, I can't.
2: Yeah, and then Suarez on the other side hasn't been great this season. Has been terrible this season. Then just kind of all right going up against Detroit. I know that we like targeting righties against Detroit, but Suarez seven K. Detroit's still bad versus left-handed pitching. They're not a good team overall. Suarez can put up some decent outings. I think Suarez has to be in the mix, even with the good weather. I mean, there's low tone going up against him. There's a high strikeout lineup. Again, much worse versus righties, but still just bad. you have any interest in Suarez?
3: Oh, man. This is a tough one for me because I almost feel like on this slate, I don't want to spread myself too thin. I think I want to just kind of settle in with the pitchers that I have. I think I'm going to side with the weather. And assume that he doesn't pitch well, considering the fact that Detroit doesn't strike out as much to lefties. So I think I'm going to take the fade, weather, and that little tidbit combined and just take the fade. I don't think he's going to have a, a bad game, but I don't think he's going to have a better game than Lance Lynn for what it's worth. So I think I'm just going to con- condense my plays. I think I'm going to let Suarez sit on the shelf, but it wouldn't surprise me if he had a game in the twenty.
2: Yeah. And then for Detroit bats, I mean, to me, for me, it's Haas, it's Baez, like Suarez has struggled a bit with power to lefties, or I mean to righties. It is hot out there. I feel like those two guys could take the ball yard. Um, But outside of that, like, I I don't think I want to go lefty lefty with Riley Green. Um, It's probably just Baez and Haas to me. Yeah. And then on the LA side, I mean, Trout's got to be at 5.5k, the top play on the slate. Um, then if you want to go outside of that, I mean, Gifo, Ward, Otani, you can, but I I mean, Alexander's bad enough. The weather's good enough where I, I hate stacking the angels, but I mean, I guarantee in projection systems, they're probably going to come out as one of the better point per dollar stacks on the entire slate and Trout's going to be potentially the top overall points play on the slate.
3: Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, I think, this is a definitely a spot where you, you you can play Mike Trout. You can play Otani. Like, I don't – it's a good spot for him, man. But like I said, bad pitcher meets high strikeout offense with two big-time bats. Wouldn't it be nice if Anthony Rendon was playing today? My gosh. Uh, but he's not.
2: So – Wouldn't it be nice if the Angels were actually a good team with the two best players in the world? It, it would be. They just can't put
3: it together. Um But still, I'm in on Trout, in on Otani. And then here's the thing. We could probably play those two bats today and play the other cheap pieces from the White Sox, play a couple other expensive bats from other teams. Like, this may be a day where I don't completely stack a team. Like, this could be the two-man, and then maybe I take two three-mans or something or another three-man and two one-offs. It feels like I can build a, a much better lineup by picking and choosing today and stacking a whole team, I could be wrong, but that's what it's starting to feel like to me. I'm definitely in on Trout and Otani. You talked about Rangifo. Uh, Of course, I don't hate him as well. He's 3,800. Like, I, I got no problem throwing in Rangifo today. Uh, fairly low strikeout bet for this team.
2: Yep. yep. Moving on to the last game of the night, late night hammer. Um, and by late night, I mean 8, 10 p.m. my time, so not that late for me. But late for people on the East Coast. Dodgers going up against San Francisco, eight and a half total here. Minus 210 favorite are the Dodgers, Heaney versus Webb. Let's start off with Webb, who's been very good this season, but now is going to be playing in a very hot L.A. game. 7,600 going up against the best team in the league. I mean, I don't think I can go with him over Lynn. Um, it makes sense to potentially play him, but he's not a huge strikeout. Arm, he has been good. I don't. I just don't think I can do it against this no, team in this no.
3: Season. No, Th- there's no way I play him today. No way.
2: Yeah, and then Heaney on the other side having just a great season so far in a limited sample size. We always know that he's a guy that gives up a lot of fly balls, gives up a decent amount of home runs, but strikeout ability has been fantastic. Thirty five percent this season. Heaney at nine point six k. I honestly think even in this heat going up against a decent San Francisco team, if I'm going over, um, over Lance Lynn, he's probably my favorite option. Maybe even over snow.
3: Yeah. I don't hate that at all. Um, the strikeouts will be there for what it's worth. I mean, I definitely think he gets to strikeouts. We just need him to not walk too many guys, not give up a bomb, which he's probably going to give up a home run today to someone. Like, oh yeah.
2: Yeah. He's going uh, it's to it's
3: almost, yeah, it's almost guaranteed. So uh, the question is that we just got to make sure he doesn't give up like three back to back. Like we need him to at least be reasonable. Uh, he's on my list. I don't, he's not the top of my list, obviously, but he, he is on my list. Today for yeah.
2: And then San Francisco bats. I mean, you just want to target the power bats. I mean, the problem is a lot of those guys could end up getting pinch hit four. I mean, any lefty with power if jock gets the start i mean he hasn't been has been pretty darn solid going up against lefties but still gives up a lot of fly balls any of these power bats i think are in play he's going to give up one to two home runs it's just the problem is getting pitch hit for the lefties probably aren't going to be the lineup so if jock jams if yaz are in the lineup i think i'm going to roll of them just because he can give up home runs to lefties um Outside of that, Flores, if he's in there, J.D. Davis, if he's in there, even though we only might get a few at-bats, they can hit a bomb. But I don't think I full-stack them just because needs going to give up one or two on runs, and that's most of what he's going to give up.
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I don't want to stack this team. I, I do think there's value in the one-offs. Like, for instance, I'm, I'm not saying um, – jock's gonna hit a home run but like some of these these cheaper righties man like flores at 4100 like he would be on my list for a home run today stuff like that i don't want to stack them but yeah i'm just gonna one-off san francisco i i know i took a pause and got my thoughts together but that's just what i'm doing
2: yeah now on the other side the dodgers i know webb has been good but It's 100 degrees, and it's the Dodgers. They're expensive, but with Hunter Brown, you can easily pay for them. I mean, Betts, Freeman, Smith, Muncy, Turner, Bellinger. I'll play everyone in this lineup. I mean, I know Webb is a solid overall pitcher. I know he hasn't given up a ton of home runs, but he is a good ground ball pitcher. But a lot of that's negated by the fact that he plays over in San Francisco, and this weather is perfect for hitting in L.A.
3: Yeah, now this is... A stack spot. <laughs> I love, love, love the Dodgers. Uh and it is this is an actual late night hammer for me on the East Coast. It's especially Grant, with this slate starting at 6:40 Eastern time. It's small enough, so the Dodgers will probably get ownership, but people still like instant gratification. The the Padres are definitely going to be more popular than the Dodgers. Yeah. I think the Dodgers are, are another great, great, great stack. Uh, To play, I mean, all over the board, man. Freddie Freeman at 5,700. Definitely a favorite first baseman of mine playing really well. Um, I I don't even hate Muncie here. I don't hate Bellinger here. Like, Bellinger's up to 4,100. You know, he was down in the threes. He's up to 4,100 for this game. I don't care. Uh, I, I definitely want to stack the Dodgers.
2: Yep. All right, let's play the morning grind game and get on out of here. Pitcher under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Who you got? Mm. <sighs> ah, Cal Raleigh, the big dumper, just hit a home run. Gosh, I love. Of that course
3: guy. he did. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take your guy. Um, and it, it's it's slim pickings today. I'm gonna go with Brown.
2: All right, that was actually gonna be my guy, so I'll go with Lance Lynn. The very easy option. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought you were gonna go with Lynn. I didn't want I wanted to go a little bit more off the board, but uh, so I was gonna go with Brown. So happy that you did. Um over 8k to get under 15 points. Who's your high price bust?
3: Uh I think the obvious answer is Singer. I actually don't feel as as comfortable with this as, as it sounds. I'm gonna go with Singer. Oh no, never mind. Martin Perez, yeah, that's 100.
2: the obvious one. Singer yeah, is the that's only the other one. option, which is what yeah. I'm going with. Um High-priced bat to hit home run.
3: I think we have a lot of them today. Um, <laughs> give me Manny Machado, man. <laughs> He's been
2: crushing. Yeah, that was going to be my pick, so I'm going to go with the other easy one, Mike Trout. Under yes. 4K to get two or more hits.
3: I'm going to stay in that game. We talked about it earlier. Cronenworth, 3900 Really like him today Um, in this spot. So that, that's where I'm going.
2: I'm going to go with Trey Mancini, hoping he's in the lineup there. Ooh, um, if he's not in the lineup, one. then I'll go with A.J. Pollock, hoping he's in the lineup. Um, stack to score six or more runs. I'm going to go with the Angels. I'm
3: going to side with the weather, side with the fact they're facing a really bad pitcher.
2: I'm going with the Angels probably for the first time all season. Yeah, I'm trying to find a place to go off of the board but i just can't so i'm going with the padres super <laughs> that's about the shockiest i've gotten on the morning grind game but i'm the host so i'm allowed to do that now yes um any last minute thoughts before we get on out of here no sir i'm good to go man all right guys it's been fun good luck hope you're enjoying your weekend stevie will be back tomorrow we're out of here your kids